0: Civic duty, civic duty. How's it going, Josh? How's it going? You can tell, maybe you can't, my voice is a little fucked up. I did a lot of yelling. I did a lot of yelling last night. I forgot how exhausting and how bad the headache is when you cheer hard all night. Man, oh man, yeah, just a massive headache. But uh, yeah, it it was a great show. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun was it worth it, the amount of money that I spent for the ticket and the driving, and the lost wages are a big one, two days of work that I didn't get because of going to the show, and on the way to the show, I found out that they're coming to Saskatoon, July 12th, which is awesome, but it also makes me kind of feel stupid a little bit. About going all the way to Winnipeg to watch it was their second time coming to Canada, and uh, I was like, "Who knows when I'm ever gonna get a chance to do this again?" So I'm gonna do it. I I went with it. I said, "Okay, yeah, I'm gonna <coughs> I'm gonna make the plunge," and I did it. And now, in a few months, they're gonna be in my home city. So. Yeah, the amount that I sacrificed in order to go out to Winnipeg to watch the show. Still a great show. Uh, you know, you only live once, you still gotta live. All that stuff. You know, we only live once on this earth. Hopefully we live again after we die, hopefully. I believe we do But It's just me, I'm sleepy. I'm I'm sleepy, which is why I am uh, I'm podcasting. Uh, I did end up sleeping over for a few hours. Got on the road. I left my fucking water bottles at my friend's house. I'm very upset about that. Uh, I had a coffee that had some chai tea and some milk and some creamer in it. It was going to be delicious. I don't know that I was going to drink it on the way home. I don't. Well, maybe I would now that I'm sleepy. Um, but it was less needed than if I would have came home the same night of the show. But still, yeah, I'm fucking choked that I left those water bottles at uh, Jen's house. My friend Jen, you know Jen. Uh, he But yeah, so I'll have to get them back from her at Nationals. Uh, Nationals are in Winnipeg and that'll be the next time I come down and get my water bottles then fuck it sucks uh, not a big deal for a lot of people but uh, yeah I, uh, I hate losing things and, and I get rattled easily but we'll just have to shake it off I find another means to hydrate myself before nationals I liked having those two water bottles I'd fill them both up when I trained and then i have lots of water on hand but hey tough titty said the kitty it is what it is fuck's sake but but yeah so it was cool I uh, it, parking's free actually yeah parking's free on the streets of downtown after 530 so I kind of rolled into a like it was a, a 15 minute loading zone uh, until 530 after 530 it was free parking so I ended up pulling into one of those right before the show and didn't have to walk very far to Canada Life Centre to watch the show time I got in there there was an AEW dark match happening Sky Blue is wrestling somebody Uh, I I missed most of the match but I saw that she uh, hit her code blue and got the pin I think that's the name of her finishing move it's a code red Uh, it's kind of hard to explain a code red to you But but because it's Sky Blue, because her name is Sky Blue, I think, uh, well, yeah, that's called Code code Blue as opposed to Code Red. But yeah, and then um, who wrestled after that? Then I think it was Zoe Sager, uh, a uh, promising young talent that I've seen a few times in Saskatoon. See, that was why, I mean, I, li- I wanted, especially with the price I was paying um, for my ticket, I wanted to catch absolutely everything. But also, I was thinking there was going to be a lot of uh, Dark Elevation is sort of like a tryout show, so they give uh, kind of local talents uh, jobber matches, basically. So jobber matches when you have, like, an established star wrestle, like, somebody that most people don't know. And usually it's a pretty one-sided match. <coughs> but, you know, um, yeah, up-and-coming talent or local talent or whatever, they get a look. They get to go out on, on Dark Elevation. They get a little look. Uh, you know, and, and maybe get signed or whatever. So I was thinking that there was going to be a good chance that some some of the local talents that I've seen in Saskatoon and in independent shows might be in Winnipeg for AEW Dark Elevation so I wanted to make sure I caught those matches that were being taped before Dynamite started and I got to see Zoe Sager versus Emmy Sakura Emmy Sakura which was Emmy Sakura? Sakura Emi Sakura I think is the right pronunciation Emmy's awesome great Japanese worker um, super good she's been in a lot of really really great matches lately Um you haven't Gotten to see her much on TV with AEW, but lately they put her in some high profile matches. She had a great match with uh, Jamie Hayter, who is the AEW Women's World Champion on Dynamite. That was awesome. Great match. And uh, yeah, it was really great to see her wrestle Zoe Sager. Uh, getting to see Zoe Sager get an opportunity against Emmy Sakura was really cool. So got to see that. I, I tried to cheer. You know, yell. You know, let's go, Zoe. Whatever. I tried to cheer a little bit. You know, so some support to the local talent. And uh, yeah, so that was really cool. won, of course, all of these matches, of course, the established actual AEW talents won. But uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was the deal. Uh, I think then I saw Mo Jabari, uh, Kit Chocolate. His, uh, his name, he was in a match, a uh, trios match with two other guys I wasn't familiar with against uh, Matt Hardy, uh, Isaiah Cassidy of Private Party, and Ethan Page. Ethan Page is Canadian, so he had cut a little promo um, before his match. Matt Hardy was very over. Uh, over is a, like, kind of an insider term for, like, the crowd is, is big into... That person. Yeah, he was pretty over. Uh, I'm not. I haven't been a fan of Matt Hardy for quite a while. Uh, not much that he's done since signing to AEW has been very good. But he is Matt Hardy. He's got. Uh, he's got a uh, you know a legacy big time with the Hardy 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 Boys, the Hardy Brothers tag team, him and Jeff, and um, and you know the stuff he did at TNA. Uh, Impact Wrestling uh, The Broken Matt character But yeah, I, I've been a really big fan Of Matt Hardy and AEW uh, Didn't get up Much for this match I wasn't cheering loudly uh, I, I yelled out Let's go Kid Chocolate at one point And I was worried that maybe The people around me were going to think That I was racist not knowing Who Mojibari is And that his nickname is Kid Chocolate they may have been thinking that I was making a racial remark because he is a he's black so they might have been thinking that I was being racist but no that's his, his called Kid Chocolate but anyways yeah it was really good to see him in a dark elevation match that was sweet and then top flight wrestled Michael Allen Richard Clark who I'm a big fan of uh, yeah I'm a very big fan of Michael Allen Richard Clark I've seen him a lot uh, in Saskatoon, and yeah, I'm a big fan of him a lot, I think he's a very complete pro wrestler, very good in-ring, great promo, great look, he's a guy that I've been wanting to see uh, sign with the big league, obviously it's tough, there's, it's tough out there, there's a lot of great wrestlers, a lot of great talent out there, and uh, only so many spots, but uh, yeah, I've been very... Uh, yeah, it's a guy I'm rooting for big time. So I was really happy to see him, as well as Sean Moore. Sean Moore is another really awesome wrestler that I've seen uh, wrestle pretty regularly in Saskatoon. So yeah, I was really happy to see those guys get a shot. Hopefully they, uh, they impressed. You know, they're squash matches, but you know, Top Flight is, it was interesting to me, the pairing, seeing Zoe, Zoe Sager get paired up with Emmy Sakura I saw that as a huh, there's something because Emmy, Emmy's a veteran a great worker, but you know very much a veteran <clears throat> so I thought there might have been something to that and then Top Flight you know, great up and coming tag team uh, in AEW and known for match quality so to see Michael Allen Richard Clark and Sean Moore paired up with top flight, I was like, huh, like maybe, maybe these guys are getting, getting a good look here, maybe there's something to this, <coughs> my voice is <coughs> totally fucked, <coughs> but yeah, so that was cool, I saw that, and then, uh, what else was there, uh, Yeah, I don't know if I saw if there was anyone familiar uh, that I've seen wrestle at independent shows after that. I um, can't remember who all they had come out. The main event of Dark Elevation was uh, the Dark Order team of John Silver and Alex Reynolds against Ari Davari and Tony nice That was a good match, and... Uh, yeah, John Silver and Alex Reynolds. I'm a big fan of them. Uh, yeah, so that was really cool to get to see them. Um, their are stars, and uh, yeah, and I really enjoyed seeing them. It was a good match. Uh, who else, oh, Jake Hager was on the show. The guy, he his gimmick right now is he he has he wears a bucket hat and he really likes his hat. He uh, always you know, talks about liking his hat. So he wrestled a guy. I think that was the f- that was the match after the Sky Blue match. Uh, I saw that one. Uh, and then yeah, who else was on there? I think there was a f- few others. Um, yeah, who else wrestled? I'm trying to think. Uh, you know, those are the notable ones. Me, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll be on YouTube on this this Monday. On YouTube, that episode of AEW Dark Elevation will air, and I'll have to go check. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Uh, um, shit, that was good. Athena wrestled a singles match against I hate I forget the lady's name, but she was good. And Athena, I'm a big fan of Athena. She wrestled as Ember Moon in WWE. Now goes by Athena. I think Athena Palmer might be her real name. But she's the Ring of Honor Women's World Champion. And uh, she had what's called a Proving Ground Match. So, uh, yeah. So I think if uh, the lady that wasn't for the title, but had the lady beat her uh, for the title, or sorry, if the lady would have beat Athena, then she would have gotten a future title match against Athena. Um, but I uh, can't remember her name, but it was good. It was a good match. I thought she showed herself. Uh, she, uh, yeah, she was impressive. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully she gets a look too. It was a, a Canadian, local, more local talent. And, uh, and, impre- and yeah, I think uh, I haven't seen her. That was the first time I've seen her wrestle, but I think she's... Someone highly touted And uh, it was cool to see her get a look And, and I thought she uh, She did well uh, I, can't, I can't remember her name I saw her tweeting about it uh, Like I got I don't follow her on Twitter But the tweet tweet came up And uh, and yeah it was like Cool and then like this girl's good This lady's a good worker, Good, work, good wrestler. So that was cool uh, Sorry that I can't remember her name it Sucks uh, I don't mean asshole and all that stuff but she wrestled Athena and she did good. Uh, There's a few other matches. Dynamite started and uh, that was awesome just a great uh, I uh, even, even in dark just cheering through the John Silver and Alex Reynolds match, cheering pretty hard there. I decided they had about 10 minutes in between Elevation and Dynamite and I was like yeah I gotta make sure I piss. I don't want to have to piss in the middle of Dynamite so I better piss now and out there I was like I really need to get a glass of water like my voice is already I'm already feeling it Um, but I think they were gonna I wanted to get a just a glass of fountain water at the Tim Horton stand there at Canada Life Center but I think they were gonna charge me for it so I wasn't paying for a glass of water so I just uh, I just went back to my seat and uh, yeah and suffered through without any water but whatever it's all good uh, first segment, they did a uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman is the AEW world champion. And they did a Rebar Mitzvah segment. He's Jewish. So uh, they had a bunch of funny stuff. He came out with some good-looking ladies and made out with them. And they had, like, the, uh, he cut a promo, talked about some stuff. They did uh, some people ran out in kind of Jewish garb. And did they sang sang "Hava Hava How do you, how do I pronounce it? Is it "Hava Nagila"? Hava Hava Nagila, Nagila? So is it Hava Nagila? Well, that song that came out with the chair and everything, and like had him up in the air, like doing the barn Mitzvah stuff and then they, they clap whatever and then that was interrupted by aw a wrestler named jungle boy his music hit he came out was ready to talk shit towards max and then sammy guevara another young aw wrestler came out he was gonna he, they started talking shit and then Darby Allen came out. So they're known as the four pillars. The four pillars of AEW. So it comes from all Japan. There was... Uh, Mitsawa Misawa, Keta Kobashi, um, Toshiaki Kawada, and Akira Taue. Those were the four pillars of all Japan pro wrestling in the early 90's. And those guys were kind of the four top guys. The four pillars. And that's sort of with AEW. It's happened with, uh, you know, the four young up-and-coming. Well, now, I mean, not so up-and-coming, but when AEW started, those were kind of the four, like, up-and-coming guys to build the promotion around. And, you know, uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman is now MJF, is now the AEW world champion. Uh, Jungle Boy has been a tag team champion. Uh... Sammy Guevara has been a three-time uh TNT champion and Darby Allen has been a two-time uh TNT champion so like they're not as up and coming anymore like the promotion's been around for a while and you know Max is now the champion arguably the top guy in the promotion and uh you know um Jungle Boy, Darby Allen, and, uh, Sammy Guevara are very established as well, not at the level of MJF, obviously, well, Darby's close, I mean, I would say it's MJF, Darby, uh, Jungle Boy, and Sammy Guevara in terms of, like, where these guys are slotted, in terms of, like, uh, I don't want to say importance, but, like, uh, um, how do we say, it? like, uh, Yeah, they're spot on the cart or sort of whatever. But yeah, they're a lot more established now, less up and coming. Um, They're still not like, other than MJF, those other three aren't the top uh, stars in the promotion, but they're up there. They're not the bottom either. and They're very much like, there's a big cachet with like the four pillars kind of thing. So, you know, they had a kind of four-way, well, all of them were directing shit at max at MJF for the most part. And then uh, a kind of brawl happened that kind of went four ways. MJF ends up getting uh, falling out of the ring onto his bar mitzvah cake, which was very funny. crowd liked it, and it was a cool segment, so that was neat. And then we went to commercial break. After commercial break, we had John Moxley, uh, Claudio Castagnoli, and Wheeler Yuta take on Hangman Adam Page, uh, Evil Uno and the returning Stu Grayson. So, Stu Grayson was a Canadian. Well, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson are both Canadians. Uh, Stu Grayson's contract wasn't renewed with AEW. They've had him on the Canadian shows, but uh, he's not currently signed with AEW, which sucks because he's awesome. Stu Grayson's fucking great. I'm a big fan of him, and uh, the crowd really showed out for him uh, last night. There was uh, very much an ovation for him, and he had a great performance. And I'd really like to see him get signed with AEW again, because yeah, Stu's fucking awesome. The match was great. Uh, we actually bit on a near fall. Obviously, well, not obviously. You don't. Maybe I'm AEW, but John Moxley's. I'd say the ace, or has been the ace of AEW. Um, yeah, maybe arguably the maybe arguably the top star in AEW. He's not the champion anymore. Uh, he was uh, through the pandemic, through a lot of hard times. Uh, there was uh, some shit went down with CM Punk. Uh, long story short, CM Punk got injured and also started acting like an idiot at a press conference, fucked up a bunch of shit, who knows if he's coming back, uh, I would like him to come back, but uh, to quote the man, the apology must be as loud as and as public as the disrespect, uh, that's some inside baseball stuff, I can get into the CM Punk uh, stuff at some point. But anyways, he got injured anyway, so he was going to have to drop the belt regardless. He wasn't going to be able to use out for nine months with a torn tricep. But he also, um, yeah, he he shit on a lot of people and uh, he's a real asshole. And uh, yeah, Uh, so John Moxley took over for that. And, you know, he held the title through a lot of tough times in AEW and was a great champion and very much was the glue that held it together and in many ways you could say is the top star in AEW. So I guess on the surface, based on that, they probably weren't losing. Claudio's the Ring of Honor world champion. That's, uh, so Tony Khan, uh, the owner of AEW, bought Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor was sort of on tough times, maybe going to go out of business. He bought Ring of Honor, and now he he runs Ring of Honor and AEW, and there's sort of some like cross promotion that happens sometimes. So, Claudio is an AEW wrestler, but he's also the Ring of Honor World Champion, you know. And then Wheeler Yuta is a you know young up and coming guy as well. That they're in a stable together called the Blackpool Combat Club. The reason they're called the Blackpool Combat Club is because William Regal, who's now gone back to WWE, but he started this stable, and uh, he's he's English, so Blackpool Combat Club. But anyways, yeah, probably should have been obvious, even though Hangman Hangman Adam Page is another former AEW World Champion and another top guy uh, in the promotion on in, in the like on the other team. So with him there, like yes, they're. Was a like top, Hangman's top guy too. So who knows? But you know we should have known that Moxley, Claudio, and Wheeler weren't losing. But yeah, there was a near fall where we thought Stu they they uh, they did a double team move and Stu hit his 450 splash and we actually thought maybe just maybe Stu was gonna get the win in Canada, which would have been fucking awesome. But no, uh, kicked it Moxley kicked out. I think it was Moxley, might have been Moxley I don't know, whether the, I can't remember whether it was Moxley, Uta, or Claudio that got hit with the 450, but yeah we bid on that near fall, thought <sighs> we thought that it might, that Stu might get the win, but no, kicked out and then they hit their, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson hit their finisher, their tag team finisher the fatality, but uh, the save was made, they weren't able to get the pin there either and then eventually, uh um, what did they hit Stu with? I think Stu got hit with. Uh, fuck, what did he get hit with? He got choked out with the Bulldog Choke, but they hit a move on him before that. Uh, I forget what it was. Maybe it was the Death Rider or Paradigm Shift. Those are uh, Moxley's finishers, but I don't know if that's what they hit him with. Maybe. I can't remember. As a pile driver. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember fucking shit. But anyways, yeah, they did the choke and then Boxley uh, held on the choke way too long after their, the Blackpool Combat Club's turning heels. Uh, they're bad guys now, so they do bad guy things. Held on the choke for too long. Silver and Reynolds ran out for the save, I think. Yeah, I think it was Silver and Reynolds ran out for the save. And, uh, yeah, there's somewhat of a brawl. And, uh, yeah. Some shit went down there. And then... After... I think we had another commercial break. I think then it was... Uh, Tony Storm, Soraya, and Ruby Soho came out. Cut kind a of promo. They're in a feud with Rick Baker, Jamie Hayter, the AEW... Like, so there's this Outsiders... Versus AEW Originals thing So Tony Storm and Ruby Soho and And Soraya All three of them used to be in WWE At one point they're doing this thing about how We came here, we're outsiders Outcasts You know, we're making this division Because of us We're saving this division And the Originals are like We've been here from day one Like this division's been great all along And it's been great because of us Like developing it from scratch And like you know, we're the homegrown talent, whatever, whatever. And there's this feud. So, uh, yeah, they talk shit. Jamie Hayter and Rip Baker came out. They got beat up. And then Reho, Sky Blue, and Willow Nightingale, more homegrown, came out. And there's a big thing there. So that was cool. And then we had a match. I can't remember if this match was before or after uh, the Soraya Tony Storm, Ruby Soho stuff, but uh, Jade last week said on Dynamite she wanted to wrestle a whack-ass Canadian because we're in Canada, making people think that Taya Valkyrie, uh, a Canadian wrestler, was going to be coming to AEW. I was hoping not, I'm not a big fan of Taya, uh, Wrestlemania weekend last week year, arguably the worst match of the entire Wrestlemania week. so Wrestlemania weekend uh, Wrestlemania happens but the city that does Wrestlemania a bunch of independent shows kind of piggyback off of that and run shows alongside Wrestlemania so you can go out to Wrestlemania and not even go to Wrestlemania which I would recommend is yeah, you go out to the city Wrestlemania weekend you go out to the city that's Hosting Wrestlemania weekend And don't even go to Wrestlemania Because WWE sucks Uh, Wrestlemania will probably be a good show Um, A a lot of the WWE Like pay per view events Especially Wrestlemania A lot of those are good shows But fuck that promotion Uh, Don't want to support them In any way shape or form Uh, Especially because the majority of the time They do have good shows From time to time um, Because they have good wrestlers But majority of the time they're shit because they fucking do wrestling all wrong um, but yeah Wrestlemania will probably be a good show but fuck supporting WWE and yeah so I would go to Wrestlemania weekend without going to Wrestlemania uh, and go to the many shows that are on Wrestlemania weekend on one of those shows last year for Wrestlemania weekend there was a dirty dishes match between Ty of Valkyrie and And her husband, John Morrison Uh, Does he go by John Morrison outside? He he wrestled In WWE as John Morrison Uh, Also known as John Hennigan Also known as Johnny Impact When he wrestles for Impact Wrestling When he wrestles for GCW's Bloodsport, then he's Johnny Bloodsport when he wrestles for Game Changer Wrestling, GCW, and it's not Bloodsport, he can be called Johnny Game Changer, whatever. John Morrison, John Hennigan, Ty Valkyrie's husband, they did a dirty dishes match, it was called. Uh, Apparently, John Morrison doesn't want to do the dishes, so they had this, like, death match-style match where the winner had to do the dishes, and uh, they hit each other with, like, kitchen appliances and, like, dishes and shit the whole match fucking sucked, and it went on forever, and, um, it's gonna take a lot to burn, uh, my preconceived notions about Ty Valkyrie, uh, from that match, uh, yeah, that match sucked so fucking much, and it just went on forever, so, uh, I'm not a fan of Ty Valkyrie, I'm willing to open my eyes, and, you know, I'll be giving more chances, uh, you know, uh, that I'm not going to necessarily not be a fan forever, but there's a other Canadian wrestler named Giselle Shaw that I was really hoping was going to be given this spot, um, but she wasn't. So anyways, um, Jade Cargill wrestled uh, a, a more local talent, lesser known local talent, beat her in like 48 seconds or whatever. And then Ty of Valkyrie came out and like challenged Jade and all this shit, and they had to stand up. But I was really hoping it would be Giselle Shaw because uh, I'm a big fan of Giselle Shaw. I've seen her wrestle live. Um, I maybe had an inflated uh, opinion of Chelsea Green. Uh, Chelsea Green's a wrestler in WWE who, um, I, I mean, I am I don't know. I may have thought too much of In the past I was a big fan Uh, I thought really highly of her I've seen her a little bit more since And I'm not as high on Chelsea Green anymore And maybe the reason That I was so high on Chelsea Green at one point Was because of Giselle Shaw Maybe the Giselle Shaw I saw a great match in Saskatoon Giselle Shaw against uh, Chelsea Green It was awesome was an awesome match, but maybe that was more due to Giselle Shaw, maybe that was more due to them being very familiar with it, with, it, with each other, and having wrestled matches with each other often, but it was a great match, and I'm not going to take away anything from that, uh, I'm not going to take away, uh, you know, it takes two to make a great match, a great singles match, it takes, well it even takes more than that, it takes, you know, uh, the ref. Ref has to do a great job, you know, keep everyone safe, keep things going, you know, they got to be on the ball with their counts. It takes a lot to make a great match, but I'm going to give Chelsea Green and Giselle Shaw all the credit in the world for the great match that I saw them have. Um, but yes, one of the two women in that great match was Giselle Shaw, and I was really hoping for Giselle Shaw to be given that opportunity and signing to AEW and, you know, having a high-profile match with Jade. Um, but instead, it's of Valkyrie. Um, my jury's out. I'm not a fan. I'm willing to... I mean, I'm gonna... I watch... I don't fast-forward through anything on AEW Dynamite or AEW Rampage. I'm gonna watch. If she's on, I'm gonna watch. If she sucks, I'm, uh, I'm gonna say she sucks. I'm gonna be mad. I'm gonna, you know, whatever response... That I have to bad wrestling. I'm going to have that bad wrestling. But I'm going to watch. And hopefully she doesn't suck. Hopefully she's good. And hopefully she's good for a long time. To the point where I'm like... I'm a fan of of Tal- Um But right now, I was very disappointed with her being given that opportunity. And uh, yeah, I'm not a fan. And uh, i disappointed. But we'll see how things go. Uh, then there was... What else did we have? Oh, yeah. Uh, Orange Cassidy defended the AEW international title against Jeff Jarrett. Uh, Jeff Jarrett was another guy. I was very outspoken when Jeff Jarrett signed to AEW. I, yeah, I was not happy with that at all. Um, Yeah, just not a fan of Jeff Jarrett. Uh, He is a legend. Uh, You know, he's done a lot of stuff, uh, but he's uh, got a bit of a carny reputation around him. Uh, A little bit maybe skeevy backstage, and, uh, you know, the match quality, the jury's out on that. I just wasn't thinking we were going to get high work rate, good in-ring action uh, like AEW is known for. Uh, and I didn't like the idea of them signing someone with the Stevie reputation. Whatever, whatever. It does look amazing. Not even look amazing at his age. Like, he's in amazing shape. And you know what? This match, I was like, barring this match, I maybe owe Tony Khan an apology for being so uh, outspoken about Jeff Jarrett. He's actually, um, yeah, he's got a role and he's... Dare I say it, he's done a wonderful job. I'm I'm not quite ready to apologize yet. There was a lot of bullshit, overbooked, uh, old-school stuff in this match. Uh, the crowd was eating it up pretty good. I was rooting hard for Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy ended up winning, so I'm happy about that. <clears throat> this is the first time we've seen Jeff Jarrett in a singles match, and I was like, okay, like I do not like seeing Jeff Jarrett in a singles match. I don't want to see this. It was okay. Like I said, there was a lot of bullshit involved. But, like, overall, I can say that thus far, Jeff Jarrett has been a positive in AEW. And uh, I'm almost ready to apologize. I'm still uh, very cautious about this. But up until this point, he's been pretty fucking great playing the... You know, the garbage scumbag heel Bad guy that he's been playing Um So yeah, this match wasn't great But, uh, the crowd was up for it The right guy won And, uh, yeah So, uh Dare I say I hope I'm not jinxing anything I hope it doesn't go sideways I hope we don't hear about a bunch of Skeevy, fucking cardy bullshit going on right away Here, but up until this point, Jeff Derrick's been great in AEW. Uh, yeah, it kind of pains me to say it. But, um, yeah, the role that he... Uh, he's They have a role for him, and he's he's playing that role uh, incredibly well, actually. So, it is what it is. And uh, Orange Cassidy won, which was awesome. And now we move to our main event. So, we had... A Freeway Trios title match Between the House of Black Malachi Black Buddy Matthews uh, And Brody King Versus Chris Jericho Local Winnipeg guy uh, Sammy Guevara And Daniel Garcia Versus The Young Bucks And Kenny Omega My favorite wrestler and also local Winnipeg, so this was fucking awesome. So they gave them lots of time. Uh, there was about a half hour left in the broadcast when the match, when they were doing it, doing the, doing the, uh, the entrances. So you knew right there. Okay, this match is getting time. They're really going to go for it here, and it was fucking awesome. Crowd was obviously uh, huge for Jericho the local guy and Kenny Omega huge also the local guy my favorite wrestler I was going crazy for Kenny Omega well and the Young Bucks too I love the Young Bucks and uh, you know I'm a big Jericho fan and I I'm a big fan of House of Black too Malachi Black I'm a huge fan of Uh, Buddy Matthews is awesome and Brody King is awesome so and yeah this was awesome this was a great match um crowd was crazy for Jericho and Omega they did all kinds of sweet spots where like they were fighting each other but Brody King is this giant monster so they had to do like team ups against Brody King from time to time and that really got the crowd losing their shit because you've got Omega and Jericho teaming up um, together to take on Brody Lee at certain points sorry Brody King fuck uh, rest in peace, Brody Lee. Um, and then Brody King. So Brody Lee is a great wrestler. Uh, who wrestled for AEW. Uh, passed away untimely, and uh, really sucks. And uh, we all miss him big time. So i sorry. I meant to say Brody King. Uh, Brody King's this monster. And yeah, at certain points in the match, they had to like in order to be able to tackle this big giant monster, they had to team up. You know even though they're like against each other in this match there was times when they had to take him out so they could resume like you know trying to win the match against each other whatever whatever but yeah it was just fucking awesome it was insane and uh yeah crowd was going ape shit uh house of black got the win which is pretty expected really they just won the trio's titles at the last pay-per-view so uh for them to get beat for those belts probably wasn't happening but apparently on TV, I didn't feel it as much in the building. But apparently on the TV, it was like the, all the air left a balloon instantly. Like as soon as they got that pinfall, apparently the building just went silent. Uh, I didn't feel that way so much. Uh, obviously, like we we're all up for Jericho and well for me Omega big time. But uh, it wasn't like. Or I, I, I mean I was expecting House of Black to win And that's really, that's the right choice It's funny with pro wrestling I'm not always rooting for my favorite pro wrestlers to win Because that's not necessarily the right story to tell So the elite, Omega and the Young Bucks Winning the belts back this early Probably wasn't the right story to tell Jericho, as much as him getting the pin and winning the belts in winnipeg would have been an incredible ovation the crowd would have went absolutely crazy it's not the right story to tell so i was yeah i was happy with the result of house of black winning um and yeah and and by then like the match is over and maybe, maybe we're tired and not yelling and or just not losing our shit because you know it's not Omega or Jericho that gets the pin but like I was happy with the result and the match was amazing Um, so yeah Um, but yeah apparently it sounded like all the air leaving a balloon Um, so that'll be interesting I did PBR the episode I'm planning to watch it at some point and uh, see see how it came off uh, on TV versus live Uh, great show live but uh, interested to see how it came off uh, how it came off uh, on TV so then after that there was a big brawl that broke out the Blackpool Combat Club came out and started brawling I guess the the um, Silver and Reynolds uh, were brawling with the Blackpool Combat Club I guess this brawl kind of happened it kind of kept happening after the first match of the show with Hangman and Evil Uno and Stu Grayson Versus John Moxley, uh, Wheeler Yuta, and Claudio Castagnoli, I guess. Oh, Wheeler Yuta is the ROH Pure uh, Champion as well. So the ROH Pure title is a title that gets contested under different rules. So you know when like somebody's got a hold, and then they reach for the ropes and break up the hold by grabbing the ropes. In a pure title match, you can only do that three times. After the third time holding grabbing the ropes then the next time you get a submission put on you you can't like if you grab the ropes it doesn't matter the person doesn't have to release the hold because they reach the ropes ropes don't mean anything anymore so it's it's a really cool wrinkle on pro wrestling Uh, yeah and you're not allowed to use closed fists in a pure wrestling match so you have to use like slaps or palm thrusts or chops or whatever Uh, if you use two close you can use one closed fist but if you use another one you get disqualified um, so yeah, it's just a cool little Variation of wrestling, it's neat And in Ring of Honor Wheeler is the pure champion But anyways, they were brawling So there's this big brawl that was happening Hangman came out And, uh, well, yeah Hangman came out, whatever, whatever See, there's history with the Elite With the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega The Elite Hangman was in the Elite And he left uh, You know, differences and Oh shit, what's going on here? Oh, there's a truck turning onto, uh Oh fuck, no, that truck is uh, in the ditch Shit There's a truck in the ditch, they got like tractors and... Oh man Hopefully everything's okay Doesn't look like it rolled over But the trailer's in the ditch Uh, real bad So they're gonna have to tug them out But I don't think anyone got hurt Okay to just hit the shoulder of the ditch kind of thing like turning onto the highway and got stuck real bad and almost rolled. Damn. Okay, cool. Jeez. That was crazy. Um, Yeah, so then there's this big feud with Dark Order. See, Hangman is not in the Dark Order but he's friends with them and there's this big feud with the Dark Order and Hangman Page is involved in this feud as well. Him and Moxley just had this crazy feud that Culminated in a Texas Death Match at the last Pay Per View Revolution, and Hangman won. And he's saying like, "Okay, I'm done with this feud. It's over. Like, I'm done. You know, I apologize." One of the Renee Paquette is John Moxley's wife, and she does like Mean Gene Okerlund's job. She does like the backstage interviewers, and she, he's been getting interviewed by Renee Paquette John Moxley's wife in these backstage interviews and he's been like pretty salty with Renee because of the connection between Renee and John and he's like apologized to Renee he's like you know I'm sorry for the way I've acted through this feud and uh you know John and I are done like we've moved on we're not feuding anymore but apparently Moxley can't let it go so there's this feud with Black with Blackpool Combat Club which is Moxley's stable and uh and Hangman Page. I guess Moxley, yeah, he just uh, just won't let it go, and is still uh, carrying on. Uh, you know, and uh, and yeah, well, and he's just been feuding with with Dark Order and Hangman's friends with Dark Order. So he's been like sticking up for his friends and shit. So then there's this big standoff between Moxley and Hangman, and then all of a sudden Moxley backs off. And Hangman's like, why is Moxley backing off? Like, it's just me and him. Like, what's he backing off for? And then he looks behind him, and Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are behind him. Like, standing, like, on his side. Like, they got his back. Which, like, fucking, that's a tearjerker, man. Like, that's like, oh, man, they're getting back together. Like, they're going to be buddies again. Like, they're going to be best friends again. Like, it's coming together again, you know? They had this... This, these differences and this kind of, you know uh, and now like oh, you know, this is special stuff here, I should maybe stop for gas. Uh I'm in Indian Head right now oh, Regina's 69 kilometers away I can make that, so I'm okay, okay I'll make it to Regina, sweet, okay good um but yeah, that's like fucking special shit man, and then like Hangman turns around and he sees that like the Young Bucks are there and Kenny's there. And Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page used to be a tag team and they won the, they were the second AEW World Tag Team Champions and they were a great team. The whole time through their team there was always this tension. There was this tension between them. And then eventually they lost the title. And then Omega like dumped Page. And then there was this feud. Omega ends up winning the Kenny Omega ends up winning the AEW World Title, and he Hangman Adam Page defeats Kenny Omega for the A. They had this feud. Omega and Hangman had this feud over the AEW World Title, and then Hangman beat Omega for the world, the AEW World Title. So they were Hangman and Hangman and Omega were, and Kenny were AEW world tag team champions they lost then they lost the belts kenny dumped hangman then they had this tournament for the number one contendership of the aew world title and kenny beat hangman in the final of that that tighter eliminator tournament so then because kenny beat hangman in the final of that tournament he got a shot at the champion who at the time was John Moxley He defeated John Moxley For the AEW world title And held it for almost For like a year And then Hangman beat Kenny For the AEW world title So there's like You know they were friends And then they had this falling out and they had this big feud There's always been this tension And crazy thing About The Young Bucks Is the Young Bucks and Kenny are like best friends But They've been like best friends with Hangman too And so Hangman said Like if you guys interfere In my match with Kenny Like I'll fucking kill you or something along those lines So Hangman has Kenny dead to rights In this AEW world title match And the Young Bucks come out And it looks like maybe just maybe They're going to interfere and help Kenny win But they backed off. They looked at Hangman and they gave him the like the nod of like, okay, like now's your time. Like, it's your time, we're not interfering, like, may the best man win. Like, it's up to whatever happens, happens, kind of thing. They just nodded at him, gave him the nod, gave him the look. Hangman hit his finisher, the buckshot Lariat, pinned Omega. So how does that sit with Omega? There was promos after that match after Omega Omega ended up going away for a while He had a bunch of a bunch of injuries By going away I mean he got Like surgeries and he had to like recover He, had, he was super duper injured Leading up to that match And after losing that match He went away and got He had like a hernia, hernia surgery He had a knee surgery A shoulder surgery He had a bunch of surgeries And injuries he had to recover from And he cut a promo saying like Yeah I've got to get fixed up I'll be back, but I've I've gotta get some things fixed. I haven't I haven't watched the match back yet, meaning like he hasn't watched the young bucks like come out and not interfere. So like how's that gonna sit with him once he realizes? So there's like question marks there, but whatever, whatever. Now Omega's back, he recovered from his injuries, got his surgeries, healed up, and now he's back. And but yeah, there's this tension there. And then like there's this big as like hangman turns around and sees the young bucks and Kenny looking at him, there's like this cheer, like, come on, like let's have a hug or something, like be friends again. Kenny gets out of the ring. We're all like, oh, come on, like, do the right thing. Like, that come on, Kenny, like, that's Hangman, be friends. But the Young Bucks stay in the ring. So it's like, huh. Like the Young Bucks are, you know, there's a, they're still close. They're still like, there's still been that falling out, but there's like a, the, 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 the fences are mending more with the Young Bucks than with Kenny, especially given that the Young Bucks, you know, they could have interfered in that world title match, but they didn't. Like there's a, you know, and they stayed in the ring. It's like, and then there's, you know there's been talk like are, like are is Hangman and the young, young Bucks, like they held the trios titles in Ring of Honor a bunch of years back are they maybe going to team up in a trios t- team, you know there's the Elite with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and they were the first ever AEW World Trios champions but is our Kenny Omega, or sorry are the Young Bucks and Hangman Adam Page going to Get together and try to win the AEW World Trios Titles. There's all these things. Oof. I, uh, hopefully, I didn't hurt anything. I straddled something. You might have heard it. Hopefully, it wasn't anything serious. It wasn't super loud noise or anything. But, anyways, but yeah, there's this this story, this great story happening. So yeah, that was that was awesome. That was super cool. And like all these teases to stuff, and and then yeah, and then Dynamite went off the air. And then Kenny did a, like, kind of a, a nice little promo about the hometown crowd, whatever, whatever. And he's like, usually I would say, you know, uh, my normal catchphrase, goodbye, moi, and good night, bang. But there's still another hour of pro wrestling. We're still going to tape Rampage. You guys get to see it before the rest of the world. This airs on Friday. You guys get to see it today. But he's like, ah, you know, still, okay, like I'm I'm heading out, I might be back later, but I'll I'll do my phrase. Uh, you know, just anyway, so goodbye, and good night bang. And then the crowd chanted along, you know, said that along, like, like chanted along with that, and then they went out and then rampage started. So that's the show that happens on Friday nights. So that opened with Powerhouse Hobbs against Ray Phoenix. That was a great match. There was a pretty big lull, and sometimes you'll have this on matches that are on television, is when they go to commercial. You can tell the commercial breaks, like, plain as day, because the wrestling really slows down big time because they don't want to do a bunch of big spots and stuff when the commercial's happening. So, yeah, there was, like, a big, like... they, they They got the heat on Phoenix, so that's a phrase when, like... Uh, when you're beating down on one guy for a long time, you're getting the heat on him. Which means that when they come back, when that wrestler then comes back, the crowd is really hot for that. They're really like they get up for it big time because the delayed, the delayed gratification. They're waiting. They want the guy they're rooting for to come back, but he's losing, and then finally starts coming back, and then after they like they get the heat on him. It's you time it and time it out, and you keep beating on him, keep beating on him, and then finally when he makes a comeback. The crowd goes crazy, hopefully. So there was a prolonged heat period on Phoenix. Their powerhouse was really getting the heat on him for a long time, and I'm like, yeah, clearly. It, even though it's being taped, I'm like, okay, clearly this is the part that's going to be. For the commercial Because they do what's called picture in picture So often they still You can still watch the match While it's on commercial break There's like a split screen Where the commercial's in one Splot and then the match Is in the other But they still don't want to like Do a bunch of their big moves While they're only in a split screen And while like you can't hear the crowd You can only hear the commercial you can not hear the commentators all that stuff so oftentimes it'll be very slowed it was very like very slowed for that that commercial time the heat period but yeah Phoenix Ray Phoenix is awesome what a worker what an amazing wrestler and powerhouse office is awesome too so awesome match Really good match. Maybe I shouldn't say awesome, but really good match. Powerhouse got the that was for the TNT title. Powerhouse Hobbs is the current TNT champion, so he successfully defended the title against Ray Phoenix. And uh, yeah, and then after that there was uh, Angelo Parker, and uh, and uh, Daddy Magic Matt Menard. They're two Canadian guys. They're heels. They're part of Jericho's stable called the Jericho Appreciation Society. But uh, they're fucking hilarious. Uh, They're super entertaining, super funny. And they're Canadian. So they wrestled the Bollywood Boys, who are also Canadian. They're like East Indian Canadian or or whatever. They're they're Canadian, but they're of East Indian heritage, obviously, Bollywood Boys. So they're Canadian too. But uh, Matt Menard and Angelo Parker are so so entertaining and they're much more established. The Bollywood boys are really good workers and uh, and, and they're cool and great music and and they're good. Um, but yeah, Matt Menard and Angela Parker are much more established as part of the Jericho Appreciation Society and uh, they were much more over and they're hilarious. And the crowd was kind of on their side even though they're heels. And uh, yeah, good match, they won. Um, the Jericho, Matt Menard and Angelo Parker, they won. And then uh, debut of Taya Valkyrie, they had her debut against kind of a more local talent, like Ava Lawless, I think was her name. Just a short little squash match to kind of build up uh, Taya Valkyrie. Didn't get to see much out of Taya to make me change my mind on where I currently sit with her. Um, And then I think then it was the main event of Daniel Garcia took on Brody King. So Brody King and Daniel Garcia did double duty They were just in the main event of Dynamite And then the same night, they wrestled a singles match Against each other on Rampage So they had a great match uh, Yeah, really, uh, Brody King's awesome I'm a big Daniel Garcia fan as well um, Brody King, just such a monster And like, his chops He chops people and you don't even make the Woo! On a chop You make like a Oh! Because he chops so fucking hard And uh, he's such a big, big man And great look And and, yeah, big fan Uh, Daniel Garcia got the win Jericho came out to accompany Daniel Garcia To the ring And uh, they uh, At one point the ref wasn't looking And he hit uh, He hit Brody King With his bat And uh, then Daniel Garcia got the pin So that was kind of somewhat of a big upset And then, uh, yeah, and then we went off the air. And uh, Jericho did a kind of go-home promo, like kind of sending the fans home happy. And then Don Callis, who is uh, Kenny Omega's manager and a local Winnipeg guy as well. One of the best talkers in pro wrestling. And my favorite color commentary, he did color commentary uh, for ECW way back in late 90s, early 2000s. And, uh, he did color commentary for New Japan as well, uh, more recently, like, much more recently, through, like, some of the classic, uh, Kenny Omega, Kazuchika Okada matches, he did color commentary through those. He's my favorite color commentary, he's my favorite color commentator of all time. Uh, I love Don Callis as a color commentator. Um, I would used to call him the Joe Rogan of pro wrestling, because, uh... You know, um, I, I don't watch much UFC anymore. But Joe Rogan's probably still really great at color commentary for MMA. Um, but he's kind of gone off the rails with everything else. I'm not a fan of his right now. Um, I I still think he's a good comedian. Uh, I but yeah, I stopped listening to his podcast because of the fucking. Yeah. I just think he went Moved to Texas, got a bunch of money And uh, became a real Idiot about some stuff And uh, there's a lot of Impressionable impressionable young men Who uh, very much uh, Look up to Joe Rogan and, and are influenced by Joe Rogan I was one of those at one point um, But it's gone too far And I'm just not a fan of the current uh, I'm just not a fan Of him right now uh, maybe that'll change one day. you know I think he's got a lot of good qualities. he's uh, helped establish a lot of great comedians he's uh, it sounds like he's a great friend to people who he's friends with and Pat uh, uh, Patton, Patton Oswald said it best in his recent uh, in, in his recent one of his recent standup special. he mentioned Joe Rogan the crowd kind of booed a little bit and he said, hey. Like, ah, oh, come on like Joe, Come on, don't be booing Joe Rogan Like, Joe Rogan's a sweetheart It's just, he, they gave him $200 million And moved him to Texas And what did you think was going to happen Kind of thing, so uh, That's probably the best way to put it But uh, Either way, I'm not a fan of Rogan right now He's still probably a great uh, Color commentator um, But yeah, I was meaning that Like, you know at that time I was thinking that Joe Rogan was far and away uh, the best MMA color commentator that I had ever heard and uh, I for me Don callis is the best pro wrestling uh, color commentator that I've ever heard. but he's also a great like manager like he's really good at like cutting promos and being a you know, he's, he's a really good manager as well like being a uh, yeah like talking shit and all that stuff, like he's great at that stuff too so he, they all cut like a little happy, you know send the fans home happy promo and like yay Winnipeg and like uh, growing up in Winnipeg and thank you and thank you for coming out and you know send the fans home happy and all that so yeah, wonderful show, Uh, I really had a wonderful time and it was really great, Uh, like I said I'm still a little bit like ah, like was this the right move given that it's over $400 of lost wages, my ticket was almost 200 bucks, my gas is probably like 150, it's a lot. But, you know, you only live once. Um, we're not hurting financially. I don't even think I'm hurting financially, individually. You know, and you can't take it with you and you only live once and, and you gotta have these experiences sometimes. So I think it's, it's worth it, but it's tough. Uh, in some ways too, especially seeing July. Like July ain't that far away, and they're coming to Saskatoon. I'm not gonna have to drive, you know, eight hours one way, eight hours back, in order to watch. I can drive. Um, our house is pretty close to SaskTel Center, so that'll be that's like a seven minute drive, maybe five minutes. I don't know if I can get there in five minutes. I can get there in under 10 minutes And uh, they're also coming to Edmonton The week before And I have a great pro. Well, I have a great friend That lives out in Edmonton uh, He's a great friend first and foremost But he's also a great pro wrestling friend I don't have a lot of friends that I can talk Pro wrestling with This guy is like my only Pro wrestling f- friend And uh, we're friends from work And uh, We are friends without pro wrestling, but then you know, pretty early on uh, we discovered that we were both pretty into pro wrestling, like in, like in nerd, we're like on a nerd level with pro wrestling, like an insider level with pro wrestling like, you know, so yeah, we bonded over that big time but there's more to our friendship than just pro wrestling, although like the majority of the time we talk, it's about pro wrestling, because, you know he lives in Edmonton and I live in Saskatoon and I don't have any pro wrestling friends, so if there's ever... I could talk about pro wrestling non-stop, all day, every day. And so he gets the brunt of that when, uh, when that happens. Uh, but I always told him that if, uh, if Dynamite ever came to Edmonton, that I'd be coming out there. So even though Dynamite's in Saskatoon, the very next week, I like to be a person of my word. So... I did say so. I'm thinking maybe, just maybe, I'll uh, I'll come out to Edmonton the week before and uh, check out Dynamite. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know for sure if uh, if I'm gonna do that, but I'm thinking about it. So, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. It, it might be ah, and I gotta work too, uh, so that might make it tough. Is uh, I will be working, so I'll have to like bank time off. Uh, for that or something yeah, I'll have to bank time yeah, I probably won't I probably won't be won't be uh, won't be doing that but i I did say so who knows who knows maybe we'll have to We'll have to figure something out we'll have to make something work so, anyways I think uh that that's my recap of aew and Winnipeg, how long did I go oh, I talked for over an hour about that so uh chipping away on the megabytes, it probably was of no interest to you whatsoever there, geesh but I uh, yeah, that's the deal, the deal is 90 plus megabytes per month and that's what I'm providing so I can talk about whatever I want, hopefully it was somewhat enjoyable and informative for you I apologize if it wasn't but uh, you know, tough titty said the kitty as uh, as I like to say as the good old Jack McBride once said that's where I got that line and I like to use it fairly often so anyways thanks for listening jeez am I gonna vamp till uh till one hour and seven minutes and twelve seconds I probably will so uh, yeah what do you want to talk about what do you I gotta piss really bad, but I should be getting to Regina pretty soon so I'm going to uh going to wait until uh, Regina. And once we get there, I'm going to piss. I'm going to have a piss piss. A big long piss piss. I'm going to time out, count in my head, and I wouldn't be surprised if I piss for more than 1 minute. That's a long piss for me. So, uh that'll be interesting. But anyways, Gish, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you're doing well. See you later. And uh Goodbye, one, and good night, bang.